Are you ready? Ready to release internal pain? To find confidence, clarity, and direction for your future? To live a life of meaning, fulfillment, and contribution? To trust your intuition again, but something's been holding you back? You've come to the right place. Welcome. I'm Ian Hawkins, the host and founder of the Grief Code podcast. Together, let's heal your unresolved or unknown grief by unlocking your grief code. As you tune in to each episode, you will receive insight into your own grief, how to eliminate it and what to do next. Before we start, I have one request. If any new insights or awareness land with you during this episode, please send me an email at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com and let me know what you found. I know the power of this work and I love to hear the impact these conversations have. Okay, let's get into it. If you haven't listened to part one of my healing adventure in Bali, and it was an adventure, then go back and listen to that this one, that one first, because this is part two, um, or not, whatever you feel called, uh, but it might make, make, make more sense because I'm going to dive straight into it in this episode. So yeah, like I said, it was an adventure. It was a real process of letting go. It was probably a time kids were quite young where trying to control so many different things. I was very safety conscious and it's about letting go for me and my wife. So from allowing um, teenage kids to look after our children in a foreign country while we go and explore and do different uh, of our own healing and business activities to jump on a moped, yes, without insurance, crazy thinking about it now. Uh, I don't remember wearing a helmet at all, to be honest, but uh, and having both kids on with pretty poorly fitting helmets uh, was that sort of trip, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're judging that, that's fine. I'm still judging it at sometimes too because it's like I can't believe I did that, but it, that's the sort of trip it was. We were just in full surrender and uh it was it was amazing such freedom i don't know if it was great because the kids wanted to get motorbikes after they came back from that but anyway it was cool um interestingly my dad had a motorbike when i was quite young and i used to love those rides up and down uh the footpath that he used to take us on and um thinking about that now there's an interesting connection in that so in that in itself given uh the amount of healing i did around my dad on that trip hmm fascinating a few tingles in that myself just as I say that so the next big moment of healing was we went to see in adverted commas a living angel and this living angel has incredible healing powers and again we went there with an open mind and I ask you to have an open mind as you hear this story and so we went in there and it was really tranquil, tranquil. It's like a, um, small little temple. We went and had, um, some food and sat around and just chilled out and waited till this amazing healer was ready. And we then went in, we met her. Um, she greeted each of us individually, uh, with a blessing. And then we went into her little temple and, I just, like my, uh, the mentor who was facilitating the healing, she said, um, 
some point in the, in the over the fortnight, she said, "You you were just really ready for an experience," and I absolutely was. And I went into that place there ready for an experience, and I was open to it. And so there were different times where I had my eyes open. There were different times where I where I just went closed eyes and just trusted what I was getting and. She came to each, oh, tingles now just thinking about it. She came to each one of us individually and there were the different things going on, just depending on what each of us needed. Uh, she was obviously intuitively guided herself, divinely guided and, and just went where people needed it. And so my wife was given a stone to put in her hand and she remember her recalling afterwards how she had a moment where no conscious control of the moment, but her hand closed on this stone and she said I didn't make a conscious thought to close my hand on it it was like it was doing it on its own and so she was quite skeptical uh, and that was a real moment for her of like what was that all about and being open for me it got quite larger than that so I was straight into a vision where uh, I started having moments where I was connecting with my dad and she directed me over to these two bamboo poles and got me to hold them and the moment I held these two bamboo poles so actually bamboo plants um, I just got transported to this scene and I was <sighs> risen up into the clouds and um, connect with my dad. And he says to me, um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm all good. You, you don't have to worry. Like I am in a, in a better place. And I just felt deeply within myself that that was truth. And then from that moment of me accepting that to then suddenly I'm sitting it's like a um, Japanese landscape is the best way I could describe it, around a small pond or lake, this old uh, shack, the uh, kind of uh, misty sort of surrounds and um, bonsai-type trees. And I was sitting there on my dad's lap. My older brother and sister were there as well. So I was quite little, so obviously transported back to a time when, in my head, to when, when I was quite young, and just feeling incredible peace. So I'm just settling into this amazing scene and getting this feeling, and and suddenly I started falling through this hole, and and my dad says it's time to go. And I'm, and I'm like, no, I just got here and I'm hanging onto his arm, refusing to let go. And he's like, you've, you've got to let go. And then I had this moment. I'm getting tingles and really quite emotional telling this story. <laughs> he said, no, you've got to let go. And so I let go. Eventually hung on for a while, just being distraught, right? I would have probably been physically crying at the time through this. And, uh, and I let go and I started falling and almost instantly that I let go and started falling I had like a small platform come up from beyond, beyond below me catch me 
and lift me up to a much, much, much higher place. If you think about that for a second, how often we hold on to things, hold on to things that are keeping us down, even if at times they feel good. And so the moment I let go and realize my dad's in a good place and I could move on from that memory of that young age, from when I was quite young, sort of been before my young, my next brother down was born. So I would have been under three. Still stuck in that memory of, of that, that time where I guess I was the center of attention, right? <sighs> was lifted up to a much better place and, uh, the vision continued. Now I, it gets a bit hazy from here because at one point I was literally dry reaching, like heaving as I just let go of so much grief. And, uh, again, the, the order of all of this, I, I can't be exactly sure of. Um, cause it was, yeah, it was a lot happening. And these, like, when I meditate, I don't get really clear, strong visions, but the visions through this process were as clear as I've seen anything. I have had people ask me whether I'd taken hallucinogens, um, well, not intentionally. We did eat beforehand. Um, we did have coconut water there. Um, if something was laced with it without my knowledge, uh, so be it because the, the experience that I had, I don't believe that it was. Uh, I don't believe that it's important. I saw what I saw. I experienced what I experienced and the healing was deep. Oh, and then there was, there was moments of, uh, Birds come into my awareness, screeching, just screeching so loudly. And afterwards I asked, I said, you guys were hearing those birds, right? It was like a, it was like a, um, carnivorous bird, like an eagle or a hawk or something. And the chickens in the, um, that were actually at this temple in the cage were going crazy with fear, right? Because of this eagle. Now, this is what I was experiencing, but when I finished and we were just talking about our experiences, I said, um, you, was there a bird next to me, like, was, felt like it was right next to my head, and, and you heard the chickens going crazy, right? And they were all like, the chickens weren't doing anything, like, they were just being <laughs> calmly, quietly being chickens. But it was so real to me, so real. So it's interesting now as I think about when I, when I, my most, my current logo, well, as my logo as I record this, I'm thinking about a new one at the moment. Um, I asked in meditation what would the logo look like, and the clear vision I got was of exactly that, a a bird. Now, I don't know the meaning of all of this, but my name, Hawkins, right, keeper of birds, keeper of hawks. So there's a beautiful tie in there, and maybe, maybe uh, in that space, the message I needed to hear was of this bird. Uh, again, I can't remember all of this, but I can still, as clear as anything, this bird right next to my head. The the sound was so loud. Uh, yeah, like I said, lots of dry reaching. And then at one point, the uh, the living angel, she handed me a staff. And the moment I had this staff in my hands, I saw the vision of me standing on a mountain like a uh, ancient sage, white cloak, 
long hair, looking out, in, and there were just people as far as the eye could see. And I can just remember being completely overwhelmed. Like I, I shuddered and almost fell over the moment she put this staff into my hand. This is a, this, the staff was real. It was a physical thing that I had in my hand and I was holding it. And then I had this urge to turn to the side and I turned to the side and not only was there people in front of me, but there was like people as far as the eye could see in the other direction as well. And then to the back, same thing. And then round to the other side. So I'm standing on a mountain with people in all directions. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are just being completely overwhelmed with the amount of people there, I, I was there that were all looking at me. It was a confirmation for me at the time that uh, I was meant for much bigger things. Now, at this point, this is the like you know, the very birth of my business in my head. There was nothing really tangible about tangible about my business except it being an idea and me wanting to create something. And here I was in this vision, standing in front of endless people. Again, the pictures from that are so clear, so clear still in my head and the feelings. And, yeah, amazing. So I'm sure there were other moments from this that I can't quite remember at this stage, but when I came out from this, I was so exhausted. Like, <laughs> sometimes healing is not... um Rainbows and unicorns, right? It's uh, snot running down your face. It's tears. It's dry heaving. It's, um, but again, that's not for everyone. And that is at a time that I was ready. I'd already been doing healing to that point. I'd already had, um, yeah, and I was ready for something bigger. Mostly healing is like what I described from the the fountains in the last episode it's shaking it's euphoric it's tears it's releasing different for everyone so i just remember being completely emotionally physically mentally exhausted from that process and getting the bus back to the hotel we were staying at and there was another thing that i wanted to include is that night in my sleep I was woken and I was lying there and I've felt physical things before, but I've never experienced anything like this and nor have I again. It was like the whole world spun, like I felt it. It spun like on, I couldn't even, 90, 180 degrees or something. It was like on its axis, the world actually spun and I could feel like a merry-go-round if that makes any sense. and But I was awake and conscious for this. Now, when I was describing that to uh, the facilitator from this um, event I was at Beck, she's like, oh, that's, that's, uh, it doesn't usually happen this early on. And, uh, and also I had a couple of beers the night before. She said, and usually alcohol sort of suppresses that sort of stuff. Hmm, like interesting. Ooh, yeah, again, hard to explain. So what I do know is I left so much pain there in Bali that just didn't come back to me. 
I healed so much stuff around my dad, so much unresolved and unknown stuff from that process. And I also know now that I will be taking people back, maybe not for that exact experience, but I will be taking people back to Bali for an experience for that deeper grief healing for those that need it, for those that feel called. When the time's right, I can't tell you exactly when that's going to be, but it does feel like it could be as soon as next year. Yeah, I feel that quite strongly, actually. And there were other moments that on that Bali trip and probably not as profound as that. I remember going to see another healer, a really old guy. Um, <laughs> he did um, some healing on my kids who had whooping cough. Um, and... We just said, oh, just be open to whatever it is. Well, what we didn't know is that he chewed up some herbs and he spat it onto their necks. <laughs> they were distraught and shocked and all these different things. But i got to tell you, they went with whooping cough. It was gone within days. So whooping cough can last weeks or months. They had it for less than a week, I think it was. So make of that what you will, but it was amazing. Their coughing just suddenly stopped a few days later. Crazy. Uh, but he also, uh, they do aura readings and then he touched different parts of your body. Now he touched one of my toes and I have never felt pain like that before. And he said, um, you worry too much. You think too much about this. You have all these different things. And he went through all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, how does he know all this? <laughs> how does he know all this? But anyway, he helped me clear worrying about different stuff and helped me release whatever that was. But he was right. Uh, amazing. So like I said there in the uh, title of these two episodes, this is the birth of the grief code. This was the birth of me releasing so much of my unresolved and unknown. Not the end of it, mind you. I've got still many stories to go. There are more elements that I let go, but this was really profound and deep, and uh, it was the moment where it all sort of started to happen. Oh, yeah, exhausting thinking about it, but it was uh, it was such an amazing time in my life. Around that time that meditation started becoming a big part of my life and, and a lot unfolded for me in the coming weeks, months, years after this and, and started to accelerate. Yeah, I do look back at that time quite fondly. It was also an amazing holiday for the four of us, my wife and two kids, where we'd got to spend a lot of time connecting and healing together and going to see all of the wonders and, and some of the touristy things like we did the, um, Waterbomb Park, my son, he would have been uh, only six or seven, and he went on one of those big slides that goes straight down. And <laughs> oh my, again, like I said, what was a lot of letting go, but it was legal. He was above whatever the height was, which mustn't have been very high. And uh, I got, he went down first, and I thought, if I get down there, he's going to be freaking out. He was like, can we do that again? <laughs> You're a madman. Oh, so cool. Um, but yeah, the magic of Bali. So I'll wrap it up there. I think they will fit that into two episodes. I don't think you need to share any more at Bali for the time being, but I will take you further on the journey 
and um, I look forward to sharing that on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grief Code podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too. If you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief, let's chat. Email me at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com. You can also stay connected with me by joining the Grief Code community at ianhawkinscoaching.com forward slash the grief code. And remember, so that I can help even more people to heal, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.